0: boron is for your parathyroid, like iodine is for your thyroid. So in the US, especially we deal with a lot of people who have like bone wasting disease and osteoarth- like osteoarthritis or osteoporosis, or they have um, atherosclerosis, which is basically like calcification of the arteries. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, a lot of it has to do with poor bone metabolization. And the reason being is because we don't have enough boron for our parathyroid. When you when you have it when you supply your parathyroid with enough boron, your bone metabolization is optimized. Like pe- your your body knows where to transport and deposit calcium and phosphates and things like that. Whereas if you don't have it, your body will start leaching phosphates from your bones or leaching calcium from your bones because calcium and phosphate have a one to one ratio. So the same way how you might
1: I got my good friend, Chris. Ger- is it Geraldo or Geraldo? Geraldo, yeah. Geraldo, Chris Geraldo. Uh, he's into guns, fitness, business, health, esoteric truth, and crypto. Today, after having his own experience with Big Pharma, Chris is an inspiration to his followers, sharing his unique perspective during these dystopian times. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Geraldo.
0: <sighs> Thank you. <laughs>
1: Been a long time coming, man. Um, yeah, man. actually actually, we did an interview, but the audio was so bad that we're like, we got to do it again, we got to make sure that this is solid. So, I appreciate yeah. you uh reconnecting with me.
0: No, anytime, brother, anytime. I'm glad to be back.
1: Yes, so let's talk about all the stuff. Um, I guess we can just start talking about like really how you got to this point. Um, I think I want to share that with the audience. What? was your journey so what was your hero's journey as i like to call it like what was your uh, red pill moment that really shifted you out of the matrix reality
0: (laughs) um so i mean growing up like i always had this this entrepreneurial mindset already so i was already like halfway out of the door in terms of Hmm. being in the matrix um same with my mom She, she would always question stuff she wasn't very um mainstream narrative thinking um however that being said in terms of like schooling i went to college for exercise science physiology and i was basically failing my anatomy classes like getting straight up d's and that was like a shocker to me because at least growing up i would get i was like a i was a straight a student until like i started getting to later in high school and i was getting into athletics and then i started getting like some c's and b's and stuff like that and then when i went to college it was just like straight like d's And then I switched to entrepreneurship because I knew I wanted to start a business. And then I dropped out after I was like, okay, this is not teaching me because this guy doesn't even run a business. So um, then I got into bodybuilding. And when I got into bodybuilding, I I was very, I dove in deeply into like nutrition and learning things on my own and learning about certain nutrients, stuff like that. But it was mainstream nutrition. It was the nutrition that they tell us on Google that is, it's like this and that's it. And, um, you know, in 2018, long story short, um, you know, I got into, you know, taking anabolics and doing TRT for two years after competing naturally because I was peer pressured by a bunch of other pro bodybuilders who was like, man, you would look phenomenal if you actually took something. And in 2018, for the first time ever, I took something to grow. Now, during that time being, I was eating like absolute garbage because I still had abs and I still looked good and everything. And from there, I ended up putting myself in the hospital because I woke up one day with a huge tumor on my face. And it was literally overnight. Like it was, it's crazy how fast your cells can divide and stuff like that. But overnight I grew up with it, I woke up with a huge tumor on my face, couldn't open my mouth. I couldn't eat for like a month and a half, two months. And um, yeah, I was in and out of the hospital for almost like four or five months nonstop. And there was a point where I actually had to stay there for probably like about a month and from they there out what it was I, yeah cuz cuz of that because they 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 couldn't, oh, they couldn't figure it out so i had to get like multiple opinions and um some doctors ended up scaring the shit out of me like they were like oh my god you got to cut a piece off your face and they got to put a, a fake jaw in there and dude, i was like so sad and um from there that's what got me into learning how to be healthy and stuff like that because before i would i would eat cereal like even if i looked good i would down a box of cereal whatever it is And after that humbling experience, I ended up like, okay, I'm going to drop all this. I'm going to drop, you know, anabolic drugs. I'm going to drop eating garbage, eating um, commercial foods, you know what I mean? Pastries and all this other stuff. And I'm going to focus on being absolutely healthy. And I went from being someone who had, obviously, because I was taking exogenous testosterone, I left the hospital with, extremely low testosterone. And from there, I said, I'm not doing no drugs to recoup my testosterone, I'm going to see if I can boost it back naturally. And that was that sparked my journey from holistic healing. And that's basically how I got into learning about minerals, learning about micronutrient intakes, learning about all this other stuff. And at the same time, that's kind of when I stopped doing my other business, my, my supplement company that was selling pre workouts and all this other stuff. And it was just like, my whole identity that revolved around bodybuilding and fitness, I ended up completely changing it because I went from someone who was like two hundred and ten pounds of just straight muscle to one thirty nine and I had to balance out with what I lost in physical with mental, so I started mm. educating myself about holistic healing, started educating myself about you know politics, the fed finances, the markets, everything because. I basically scrapped my entire identity that revolved just around my physical nature and I was just kind of like okay I got I got to I got to balance it out or make up for it so that's how I basically got on my journey about becoming smarter after I ended up losing everything that I was about physically
1: That's amazing because it's funny like um I feel like for a lot of people they they do they they exercise and they and they try to get big because they're Maybe they want to defend themselves or it's something about like masculinity. There's something about that, embodying the masculinity and, and actually seeing the muscles. But would you say that you you felt the same level of masculinity, masculinity when you were learning about all those things? Like, did you feel the same empowered feeling?
0: I would say way more.
1: <laughs> I know. I, was, I didn't
0: want to say that, but
1: like when you're aware, it's like, oh, I feel powerful. You know, it's like, it's not yeah. just the muscles anymore. <laughs>
0: No, it's crazy. It's, it's because like even like, like even like the, the level of mental connection that I can make with people, it's totally different. Cause you know, obviously guys get in the gym at first because they're like, oh, I want to lift weights and look good, track women, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how it's like, I don't even, my page, I don't even post my fitness stuff anymore. I will later again, like just to get back into it and share that demographic. But like, I don't post anything fitness related. And it's crazy because before I was like, I'm working out. Hopefully women notice me. And it's like, when I was super fit posting that all the time, it was mainly attracting, like, there's memes on it where like the dudes would be like, oh man, you look good. How did you get like that? And women don't say anything. But like now there's a different level of respect where not just with women, but also with men, like I could actually communicate with individuals about anything. I could communicate about politics, about religion, about finances, about science, about basically anything, because I've immersed myself in all those different aspects. And that is what has allowed me to actually compensate for losing my whole physical nature in the past. And I'm actually glad that happened because I realized how one dimensional I was Maybe I what maybe I wasn't fully one-dimensional because I was still entrepreneurial, but um, just having knowledge of multiple different aspects and and being involved in different industries, it's such a great feeling, and and I I feel like that's more empowering than just being big and and having muscles. To be completely honest,
1: a hundred percent, a hundred. I can I agree with you one hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's it's like uh, you know, girls dress up. For other girls and guys, yeah. work out. <laughs> they probably work out because they want to see. They want to hear what the other guys are saying about yeah, their that's body. Really it <sighs> um, that's so
0: funny.
1: it is. I mean, and and I feel like I feel like yeah, things are definitely shifting towards a more. Um, it's like embodiment of masculinity based on awareness, based on you know your actions, based on your re- reactions, the 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 f- visual look of a mascul- masculinity of what we perceive it to be is not as heavy, although although I'll say this um it is it needs a comeback
0: <laughs> it, does. It, it needs a like come back. Like aligning both of them aligning yeah, the right. mental and the physical and, and I feel like that's why it's so <laughs> I'm so glad I went through what I went through because like as I'm healing also like obviously you've seen me post about like my joints and stuff like that as I'm healing and learning about fasting and, and healing my body naturally. I will get back to where I was in the past and bringing the physical aspect, but with a renewed mind. And I feel like the the mind renewal is the most important shift that everyone needs to experience.
1: 100%. Oh yes, for sure. And actually, um, so before I ask this next next question, I did have a question that it was I was curious about. Did they ever find out what that lump was in yeah, your so mouth?
0: It was, um it was a, uh, it's called an Adonto it's called an OKC, which is a dontogenic carotid cyst or something like that. And basically what it is, is you have a, a like a soft tissue cell that grows inside your bone and the cells divide and it, and it like erodes your bone. So like where my wow. jawbone would be here, you could kind of see it like I still need one more surgery. I have like a small one up here, but um, basically it's soft tissue that takes place of your bone in the middle. And then it starts growing and then it hollows out your jaw. So literally like my jaw, like even though it was there in the middle of my jaw, it was soft tissue. So if someone would have struck me in the face or whatever, my jaw would have shattered.
1: I I was going to say, if it's hollow, Yeah. did you, did you, so would you say what, so what really healed it? What would you say in your intuition really healed that or, or brought it down?
0: So Oh, no, you did surgery.
1: Sur- you said you did surgery. I,
0: I did surgery, yes. Oh, okay, so the okay. first surgery, gotcha. what they did was um, the person, he, he – he, it was a doctor from the University of Miami, and, and he was, like, the one of the last opinions who actually made me feel good because he was super calm about it. He was like, oh, yeah, we could fix that. Like, don't worry. The other doctors, like, didn't know what it was, and um, basically he scooped it out. He basically, like, enucleated it, and then he put, like, phosphates inside my jaw. And obviously, you know, it's funny how I look back on it because I, I talk about phosphates. He um, put like phosphates in some like bone protein in my jaw and it regrew the the actual jaw. And um, I still have one small one up here. You, it kind of it kind of. Yeah, now that you mentioned,
1: it, I can see a little bit of a bump there. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like right here. That's actually that's yeah. actually part of the reason why I started growing facial hair. Just to like, oh, cover, like, at least until, until, yeah. at least until I, I get I get that one fixed. But um, yeah. But, yeah, after that, um, that's also, you know, when I started getting into fasting and, you know, water fasting, juice fasting, things like that. And what's crazy is that I also had another one that they didn't work on that was on the front of my face. But I did like a five-day fast. And the first time I ever did that fast, it actually ended up bursting it and draining it completely. And then it went away on its own from fasting.
1: That's amazing.
0: And I was like, that's wild dude. So how yeah, fast did that happen?
1: Was it, was immediately after the fast or did it take a minute?
0: It was after the third day. So, wow. so I was, I went to the doctor and they were, they were like, okay, we're going to work on the one that's like right on the front. And, and cause obviously I told you about the one that's up here, but here, mm-hmm. this one went away, but, um, I had one that was on the front and they were going to actually like do surgery, remove one of my molars. And uh, you know how we know about like teeth, like it's connected to your brain. I didn't want that. And, um, I fasted for three days. Well, I fasted for five days. But on the fourth day, one day, I woke up and I yawned. And I don't know if it was like the pressure or something. I yawned. I was like, Ugh. and then Did you And feel... then I felt I felt like some liquid in my mouth. And I started spitting it out. And then my face shrunk. It was weird. Wow. My face actually, like my jawline shrunk. And I was like, whoa. And and then after that, like, I just, I just, they didn't have to do anything on the front because I, I actually fasted it away. And unfortunately the back one, it hasn't, it hasn't worked. So I might, you know, check that out later. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. And I was so fascinated by that. And I was like, dude, I'm going to keep fasting, you know, as maybe what else I can heal. So Ah,
1: that's basically
0: what happened
1: to it. I mean, that's a great experience to know like, Oh, it's nothing I did. It's, it's, it's some, it's, it's like stopping doing things (laughs) and just letting the body do what it needs to do. Um, I feel like that's the majority of, um chronic illness is we get in the way of the body by either yeah. the lifestyle choices that we have or even the even the pharmaceuticals. You know, it just creates more symptoms. It creates more suppression of the symptoms. Um yeah, man,
0: yeah, that's, you know, that's,
1: you know. that's 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 uh, such an important conversation because you know I I constantly talk about without health there is no wealth. And I want to ask you this question because you were already an entrepreneur before you, you know, became aware of a lot of the health stuff. Um would you say that your ability to be an entrepreneur and pivot and navigate the complexity of being an entrepreneur got better since you got healthier? Yes. Or the same? I, I, yeah.
0: I would I would I would I would say it's much better because honestly, I didn't know anything about like obviously, you know, you're a crypto guy. I didn't know anything about crypto or or the markets or anything until after that experience. And because, because like I said, my moneymaker was my body before it was, it was, it was promoting that I lift, you know, personal training, online coaching, you know, my supplement brand, everything like that. And then it, that had to shift because I couldn't market my body because I lost like 70 pounds of muscle and everything that I stood for. So I couldn't really post about that. So my my money maker switched to this, and and that's why I started educating myself, and then that's how I how I learned how to trade. I learned about crypto. I learned about how to read charts, how to do all this other stuff because I lost my main bread and butter of what my money maker was, and that actually made me a better entrepreneur because now when I do business or if I I, I sell a product or sell a service to someone or whatever it is, most of my mindset because you know I'm involved in crypto and stuff like that most of my profits, I want to invest it,
1: yes. like all of it, you yeah. know what I
0: mean? And and yeah. I, I mentioned this in another podcast about, I read the book, The Richest Man of Babylon, and it mm. talks about how if you want to be wealthy, you need to invest 10% of your earnings. But I invest like 60%, <laughs> like all <laughs> of it. Like I I just pay for what I need to pay for and the rest of it, I invest all of it. And I think that has helped me become a more complex and, and efficient entrepreneur. In that sense.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I see it now. I see it. So it was a little bit of like a pressure point where you needed to figure something out. But I I feel like also it it just probably became easier, right? As you uh, did it because you started becoming healthier because you started to take care of your body and wasn't so pressured on that myopic view of reality. I think a lot of people are stuck in that, like you said, like a one dimension or uh, one perspective, And they just don't see the opportunities and the, uh, and, and the resources and tools that we have available to us. They just get used to it. And so it's like you either need a pressure point, something to happen in your life to pivot you out of it, or you just had enough, right? And then you try to start to look for something different. But great journey. I mean, that's amazing. Um, now, I know that we're going to talk about crypto. I definitely want to talk about that. But I know that you also you went back to supplements now, right? You Or not supplements, but you're doing... Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah.
1: Cause I want, I want to know a little bit more.
0: So, so it's not, um, you know, obviously I started, uh, I recently started a brand, uh, called Kyle mm-hmm. elements. It's, it's not really a supplement brand because I mainly just did the first two products to be a supplement because that is obviously um, my other business is supplement manufacturing and I have access to supplement manufacturing. Um, but it's going to be, it's mainly a brand revolving around the elements that make up our bodies in the earth. So it's going to be like salts. It's going to be cell salts. It's going to be, right. you know, things to season our foods with like potassium salt. Like most people don't even know about utilizing potassium salts or magnesium salts or anything like that. So it's more so about educating the people about utilizing salts and elements that make up the earth to actually heal yourselves and, and, and basically supply the body with the electrolytes that it needs. Because I feel like nowadays what happens is... We leave one matrix, you know, the matrix of commercial bought foods and junk food where they fortify your food for a reason because it can't be outright that they're poisoning you. So they wanna keep you alive. And we leave the matrix of eating junk food. And then we go to whole foods that are not properly nourished and and, and we grow it from depleted soils. So we leave junk food and maybe we feel good on one spectrum and feel crappy on another then we switch to something else and then we feel better because we're eating whole food but then we're deficient in you know the, the nutrients we're not getting that the, the right
1: the, the yeah I, i've been saying that like we're not getting the uh, um sufficient nutrients based on the environment we live in like things yeah, that we exactly. can't control it's just not a good environment to be a vegan <laughs> you know
0: yeah and that's why that's why they fortify our junk food too like if you look at it that's why sometimes you, you see like all these different vitamins and stuff and the thing is too is i feel like people they get into this habit of of bad bad mouthing you know fortification because it's quote-unquote synthetic and it's not natural but in reality a lot of the things that they fortify junk food with they fortify the soil with and and that and the Mm. soil it, it takes it from the plants and then that's how our food our natural food yields that that nutrient but you know, I, I feel like it's just a matter of bringing both parties together and, and educating people about the importance of utilizing salts and, and fortifying your own natural whole, whole foods. So that's basically where I'm taking the business in, in in the sense of educating about salts, minerals, like elements, all those different things, silica, things like that. So it's not necessarily a supplement company. It's more so like a. it's going to start looking like a food company.
1: Well, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because it's salt. Yeah. It's something. You, it's, yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, be
0: like packaged, sense. like bags and, you know, bags of, of powders and stuff like that. So I just came out with the first thing was supplements because it's kind of like, okay, my other business is supplement manufacturing. I could do this right away. Like, bam. So, but yeah, that's pretty much what's what it's What was be. it?
1: What was it that? So, okay. So that's interesting. So what was it that you learned that was like, oh, I need to focus on electricity, you know, the body's. Ability to you know to, to work to function based on the electricity of the cells What was it that you became aware of that you decided to focus on that primarily?
0: Um, I think it was My hormones coming out of the hospital 2018 my my when I had extremely low testosterone And the thing is is in the fitness and bodybuilding industry They say that once you jump on TRT your testosterone will never ever go back to normal and it's impossible And I'm someone who's always, I've always had a rebellious mindset. Obviously, you know, the content that I post too. So I was kind of like, I think that's BS. Like, I think it is possible to to naturally regenerate your testosterone to optimal levels. And I started diving into like going back to the basics. Because when I was younger and and I used to take multivitamins and and minerals, even if it was like the Flintstone stuff, you know what I mean? So I was going back to basics and I was kind of like, Okay, let me let me see what happens if I take magnesium. Okay, let me see what happens if I take zinc. And then as I was fasting, when you fast, you deplete your body of all these minerals and everything. And you start from scratch, again, you're an empty slate. So I started realizing, like, okay, I fasted for seven, eight days, I'm going to add in this mineral, I'm going to add in magnesium, see how I feel. Okay, I feel better. Now, what else do I need to add? Okay, let me try zinc. Okay, I feel better here. Oh, no, wait, I'm starting to like digress somewhere else. So over the course of like, it's, it's what, almost 2024, over the course of like six years, I've been experimenting and, you know, getting blood work, seeing my testosterone slowly climb from 200 all the way up to like 1000. And that's basically how I learned just experimenting on my own body and and doing research too, because as much as we can rely on, on examine.com and PubMed, a lot of it is also bought off, you know, so it's just a matter of, of research and, and trial and error.
1: And and those listening, if you really want to be an entrepreneur, it's it's experience. It's like testing yeah. it out. It's exactly what what you did is to be an entrepreneur, you know, when you're putting yourself into the middle of the thing that you're doing and experiencing it. A lot of people don't even try to do that. They just go online, they read it and they're like, oh, I guess, it, I guess it's not possible. Oh, well, and then just, yeah. just let it go. Yeah, it's exactly. like, just, why don't you try it? <laughs>
0: and it's also it's yeah. you know what's crazy too is i think i think what also helps me is is the spiritual aspect of it not to get all weird but i'm really like not afraid to die like at all like i'm I'm not afraid of death because i know death is rebirth so when they say like oh you can only take x amount of the rda is like you can only take whatever and then after that you die like they say some some something like that i'm not afraid to be like Let me try it. That's BS. Let let me slowly inch my way higher than the RDA and see how that affects my body. And that's how I start learning things. And because I'm really not afraid to die, obviously you want to do it from an education, like from an educated standpoint. You don't want to just be dumb and and do something that can harm your body. But that's how I learn things too. Like even for example, like the borax conspiracy. That's how I was Mm. able to regenerate my testosterone all the way from 200 all the way up to high 900s, even low 1000s, because I learned about consuming borax, which can is you, basically. Can you Talk about bor- that.
1: What what is the what is the conspiracy around borax exactly?
0: So there was um the, there's there's actually a blog online called the Borax Conspiracy. It's a very long article, surprisingly, and um, basically borax is a salt. It's it's literally just sodium borate. It's made of sodium, boron, and oxygen. Right. It's only three ingredients, but some for some reason they sell borax as like laundry detergent. And when in reality, it's it's literally just boron salt because it's alkaline, and when it's alkaline, it helps make things cleaner, and and you know what I mean. So, the idea behind it is that they basically wanted to label borax as like a laundry or cleaner detergent because they realized oh. it had it had um, benefits for arthritis, and it also had benefits for improving testosterone. So they wanted to completely repackage it and. Um, the commissioner, the, the primary commissioner, it's it's on my highlights. The primary commissioner of the FDA was actually the first person to ban borax as a food additive because he said it's not safe. But, you know, that he's the commissioner of the FDA and they approve yeah. other things that are not safe. So I basically went down that whole rabbit hole learning about borax. And the reason why I learned is because somebody that I knew in high school, he sent me um, – he sent me a story of, of another of like a Russian powerlifter or something like that. Uh, and you know Russians, those guys are are pretty wild, but he sent me a, yeah. a story of a Russian powerlifter and he was like, "Yo, this guy consumes borax, which is like a laundry detergent. What do you think about it?" And I was like, "What?" And I just like did research. I was looking at his stuff and I was kind of like researching. And the more he would speak about it, I was having like an epiphany. I was like, I was like, "Holy shit, like" Yeah, borax is literally just three ingredients: it's sodium, boron, and oxygen. Like, it's not anything, and we're all depleted in boron, and we're deficient. And then I started trying it, and then when I was trying it, instantly I felt way better. Like, I, I, I was like, let me try taking borax, and then I felt immediately better. I literally felt my testosterone like skyrocketing, and from there, I have
1: some. Um, I think I, I think I'm gonna try this, man, because I've been, I've been, I bought some, and I'm like, I'm gonna test it out. But I never, I, it's in the. Cabinet. oh
0: no dude your joints and everything boron for your boron is for your parathyroid like iodine is for your thyroid so oh. without boron we don't have Wait, can you say that again
1: met- say that again i'm gonna write it down
0: boron is for your parathyroid like iodine is for your thyroid so in the US, especially, we deal with a lot of people who have like bone wasting disease and osteo, like osteoarthritis or osteoporosis, or they have um, atherosclerosis, which is basically like calcification of the arteries. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, a lot of it has to do with poor bone metabolization. And the reason being is because we don't have enough boron for our parathyroid. When you, when you have it, when you supply your parathyroid with enough boron, your bone metabolization is optimized. Like... Your your body knows where to transport and deposit calcium and phosphates and things like that. Whereas if you don't have it, your body will start leaching phosphates from your bones or leaching calcium from your bones because calcium and phosphate have a one-to-one ratio. So the same way how you might come across posts online where people are saying like, oh my God, calcium is deadly. Don't supplement calcium. It's because they're phosphate deficient or because they're boron deficient. So once you have enough boron in your body, your body metabolizes calcium, so it doesn't get deposited in your arteries. So that's like one of the main things. That's why in the US, we have an epidemic of people with cardiovascular disease and people who have bone wasting disease because their bone metabolism is not optimized. And it's all mainly because of boron. And that's why they label it as like, you see people gatekeeping like, oh, borax is bad for you because it is the most potent form of boron that we have to offer
1: man i mean this reminds me of like these last two or three years um i saw it i saw it happen in real time where trump talked about hydro hydro uh, what was it called hydroxychloroquine i think was called right yeah hydroxychloroquine yeah yeah and they're like you're drinking you're drinking chlorine you're drinking uh clorox like yeah. what are you doing don't drink clorox and it's like oh no it's like just because it's in the word doesn't mean
0: that it, that's what it is um yeah exactly that that's that's generally how it is too like like borax it's borax like ivermectin it's Iver-
1: ivermectin is a horse pill it's like man we've been yeah. using ivermectin in people for
0: decades <laughs> exactly and, and, and that's the thing too like people are chemically illiterate because like if if i were to package pink salt like pink himalayan salt and then call it natural dishwasher and i spent <laughs> billions of dollars to market it people would actually consider pink salt as natural dishwasher and that's exactly what they managed to do with borax. When borax is literally boron salt. If you, if you look at most of the boron supplements online they they serve it at three milligrams a capsule, mm. which is like very low dose, but borax it's 11% boron. So if you have one gram of borax, that's 110 milligrams of boron. That is the wow. most potent, the most potent form of boron that this earth has to offer. Would and you say natural. that
1: that's um it's a faster way to get minerals and to like turn on the electricity in your body more than like potassium yes. salt or something?
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, I, well, I feel well. Boron is just one of many salts. So they have, right, like, yeah, yeah. they have, they have different salts like potassium sulfate, potassium phosphate. Those are considered cell salts. But um the electricity in our body does run off of electrolytes. That's why they're called electrolytes. You know what I mean? And um it, it's kind of like that experiment of. I was actually going to post a video on this of the bowl of water with distilled water. And there's two cables running into it and mm. the electricity doesn't turn on this light bulb. There's a light bulb on one side and then there's a power supply on the left. And the only way that the electricity, the electrical current will flow to the light bulb is if you add salt. Yeah. yeah. So if you have distilled water, it doesn't not turn much, on. Then right? It's like
1: add... a pinch of salt. You need a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you know, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's just like our bodies. Our bodies, we need electrolytes and salt in order for the electricity to function through our, our brain and our eyes and, and all our physiological functions. So that's the important of it. And, and, and you know, back to the entirety of the point of you asking me about the the brand, it's about emphasizing on the elements that mm. electrify our body. You know what I mean?
1: Going back to the root, the fundamentals. Um, I love that. Exactly. I love that. Um, so let's talk a little, little bit just about this last couple of years and where we're at now. Uh, A lot has changed, you know, so much has changed in my opinion. And it's, it's, you either became one became either deeper into the fear and like, plug me in daddy, government, daddy, daddy, government, or, you know, woke up, started seeing the reality, what was happening around us. And even some started speaking out, not many, not many. I would say, I would say 1% woke up and then like 0.01, even less than that started talking about it. What would you say was it for you? Like, why did you decide to really start speaking out about this stuff?
0: Um man, that's that's a tough one. I don't I, I honestly don't even remember how how it exa- well, I do know I do know what woke me up to it. It's just very it's just very controversial and I don't want it. That's like a whole other podcast, so I don't want to go off on a tangent. but um basically i w- I went through like a breakup and I had a friend during the time that I went through a breakup who was telling me he he was telling me like a joke about even if somebody even people watching this podcast if they don't believe it this is how I woke up okay so you don't have to believe this I had a friend during the time after my breakup he was joking around with me telling me some random bs about like oh he's like oh the earth is flat the earth is flat space is fake the earth is flat but he doesn't actually believe it he was just saying it and Mm -hmm. from there I was just kind of like all right yeah yeah whatever bro like shut up like I didn't really care and obviously because I just got out of a relationship, I had so much free time on my hands and I started going down that rabbit hole of like researching it. Right. And as I was researching it, I started realizing there's a lot of um, there, there, there's a lot of like contra like there's a lot of contrary, like scientific evidence of like NASA and space and like a lot of fishy stuff. And I started realizing that a lot of the stuff that they share as as objective truth is actually all pseudoscience you know, and theory and made, and it's made up. And from there- Oh, that's like gravity, you mean? It. Yes. When <laughs> the in reality, theory of when gravity? Reality, yeah, the theory of gravity or, or Darwin's theory of evolution. Like, it's all theory. The Big Bang theory. It's just all theory. So that is what woke me up into like, okay, if our science is wrong, then that means like the stuff we know about health is wrong because all of our health information is backed by science, right? So, so that's kind of how, what woke me up into it. Like that it completely like shattered my reality of the whole big bang theory space. We came from monkeys, BS garbage when we're actually divine beings. And from there it just spiraled into me learning at the corruption of everything.
1: It was like the Ooh. universal
0: key to unlocking every other rabbit hole that could possibly exist, and that's how I learned and then, and then you felt you, once did day, you
1: and then you felt like a burn oh sorry, go ahead.
0: oh no no, what were you saying?
1: No, I was going to say and then you felt like a burning sensation to just speak out about it, like was your throat itching? <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and yeah, no, I just I just spoke out about it because I was, I was like whatever and, and and I felt like it, it is it is life-changing information because yeah. a lot of the stuff they tell us about health. If you realize – this is like the, why people don't understand. If you realize that everything they tell you about the sun and the moon and and the earth that you live on and, and, and the divinity of your body, if you realize that all the space nonsensical BS that they tell you is complete garbage, if you realize that that science is wrong, then you question every other science. You question hmm. how they treat disease. You question how they treat cancer. You question – you know how to optimize your your health and your body how to extend longevity you question everything so once you put this science into question then it opens you up to actually learning the truth about real science and that's what sparked my my enlightenment of everything you know what i mean
1: a hundred percent man i i've gone i've gone back and forth myself with flat earth uh yeah this is what i've okay so i've learned at least for my own journey, that usually the truth is in the middle. Like they, you know, yeah. the division, the, 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 the goal of division is always like at the forefront for, for these systems. Yeah, exactly. And so you have this duality of like, Oh, you're either a globalist or you're a flat earther. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, what's the middle ground. And so my I think perspective, yeah, yeah. So here's my, my, uh, my I think perspective
0: ball and it's flat in the middle.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Wait, like a snow like Okay uh well what about space what's space then
0: that, that's the thing I, honestly like that's where i stop right so like I, when i say when i say flat earth i don't mean like a disc floating through space i right. just know to my current experience because i can't go off on it on a limb and and make up theory because then i'm just doing what the people that i talk what that i like obviously refute like i'm doing well, what they're doing still, right? i mean it's
1: theory. it's your perspective you know like we're, we're talking yeah. here in perspective it's like whatever yeah, you believe exactly. so if that's so what you believe i
0: just go off I just go off my experience. I know that I'm not spinning and I know that I'm on a flat surface. Right. So mm. I, I know that even with science, like if you if if you drive thousands of miles, you're still gonna be on a flat surface. That's all I know. I don't know what's the end of the earth. Obviously I know about the Antarctic Wall and everything like that, but at the end of the day, I've never been to the Antarctic Wall. So that's still a theory. So yeah. I do know that, like you said, there's some half-truth there. But I kind of stopped going down that rabbit hole because then it started turning into like flat earthers start turning into the same theorists that the globe, globe people are. I know right. it's extremes,
1: so, right? It happen- it's, ha- it's even happening right now yeah. with uh, this freedom movement with people, you know, yeah. uh, going into the complete extreme duality of what the systems are. And it's like, wait, you can't just negate reality. You can't just go live in the junk. I mean, you can, you can cut away yeah. from society <laughs> and do that. But I don't want to do that. I want to. I want to find the middle ground. Um, but yeah. yeah. For me, for me, it's um, it's Mega Earth. Mega Earth. I believe so, that too. That's
0: the that's the thing. Like, I, where, where like, space
1: where space is like, it's a density issue. So it's not it's not gravity, right? It's the theory yeah. of gravity, but there's the law of density, and so it's a density thing. Once you go up high enough, it starts to get into a frequency that you either you have to have the right ship to like enter it. You can't just like go into yeah. space. So I think the firmament, you know, the thing that they talk about in the Bible, um, it's all frequency stuff, density, frequency yeah. stuff that suppresses the, the less dense basically.
0: Like the metaphorical aspect of, of leaving the physical third, third dimensional body behind and your, the frequency is higher. You know what I right. mean? That, that's, that's yeah. also partially like what I, that's kind of like what I believe also, because it is all density, like, like. Why does, if you get a balloon and you fill it with helium, why does it float? Because it's anti-gravity? Yeah. Like that doesn't exist. That that's, doesn't even make sense. It's because of the yeah. density. Helium it, is I lighter. Mean, just, than,
1: right? just that alone is a huge conflict for most where they can't. It's yeah. such a cognitive dissonance because like, oh no, it's yeah. helium. It's going up. And it's like, yeah, but, the, but gravity. what about <laughs> gravity should pull down everything no matter yeah. what. So what is making that thing go up? Oh, it's less dense in <laughs> the air. Well, then that's provable. There's your proof.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and it's so it's self a weird but I guess it's not.
1: Oh, but man. Yeah, that's, um,
0: much that, that's how I that's how I learned the corruption of everything, just going down that rabbit hole.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, if you have the, say if you have the discernment to go down that rabbit hole, you have the discernment for everything.
1: Oof. That's a great thing to say, because it's like, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a out there perspective that if you can open your mind to something so out there, then yes, it's a little easier to see what's right in front of you. You know, what the, the, yeah. the, the fakeness or the inversion of what's right in front of you. Um, would you say that we're living in a modernized Babylon? Like we're, we're, we're oh, in this for
0: sure.
1: because it feels like it feels, you know, in Babylon, uh, Babel, the tower of Babel. You know, they, they had a, they were trying to unify language. They were trying to create a one world thing, you know, where everybody's unified. Do you think that that's a similar path that's happening right now on a global scale?
0: I think, I think like I, like I, in a video I posted, I think we're living in a, in a two part split reality where there's an exoteric interpretation and an esoteric interpretation. So Mm. I think on the exoteric realm of the, of the unified language, if you think about it, English English is it's the language of babylon and at mm-hmm. the same time everywhere around the world people are starting to speak english and the u.s dollar is traded in almost every single country and if you don't trade with the u.s dollar what happens you know we invade war. you and we make up some bs war and then bam but then on the esoteric standpoint the universal language of everyone realizing that all is one and and, and you know we're all one and, and we all share the same universal divinity that is the language. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think there's like a a split of interpretation where you have people who woke up to like the spiritual message, and then you have the other people who are just taking everything literally. Like, oh my god, you know, dystopian. Like all this stuff is coming. When in reality, I feel like things are getting kind of better. I feel like like it's a perspective. I feel like you're metaphorically like like floating away from this third dimensional and i hate to sound like new age because that's also in itself of its own little thing but i feel like mentally you're just slowly shifting away from that and, and I don't know there's I don't actually think-
1: science there's science behind this so do you know oh, really? um yeah do you know dr
0: bruce lipton <clears throat> no i do not
1: so he talks about he's a genius um he was one of the people that kind of spoke out about everything that was happening with the viruses because he did a lot of work Around cells and how cells work, and he talks about the electricity in the body, uh, and and like and how we're you know exactly what we just discussed, by the way, like all about the electricity and how we need that. But he talks about the frequency of our cells and the, the emotion, the the emotional and energetic impact that how what we're embodying has on ourselves it's not just what we're eating. Obviously that's a huge impact. It'll calcify, it'll, it'll make it, you know, impermeable to oxygen and all this stuff. But he said that there's a higher impact on your emotional and energetic state. So it's like, you know, the things, how we feel in our bodies and, and like, even our environments, like what we're absorbing. So like EMF, you know, that will have an impact on the, on the cells. Um, so he was telling me, uh, I met him, I met him at a, a biohacking conference. Uh, One year, I think it was like 2018. Yeah, it was really cool. I got got to meet a lot of people before they started really speaking out about all this stuff. So when they started speaking out, they got really famous. Uh, But he talked to me about, this was like a group discussion and he was just answering questions. And he said that as you heal your body, as you uh, align yourself, so as you heal yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you start to align and your cells start to, you know, your body starts to detox. You start to like let go. There's a lot of letting go that yep. happens. And a lot of energy that's stored in our fascial system, in our cells, gets released. And because of that release, the, the frequency of the cells increase. So they literally increase. Yeah, you actually have like a, yeah. it's like tuning up, right? And so he, his theory, and this is a theory, but he's like, I really believe this. Is that we will be essentially as you as you heal yourself and as you grow, you essentially become sort of invisible to those at lower density. So those that are practicing the lower density practices and 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 consuming and consuming and just slowing down their cells, slowing down their cells, they're gonna be in their own like reality well, seeing yeah. what they can see, and we'll be we'll be able to see them, but they won't see us. Like when I say see, it's like not visually see. It's like, yeah. like if it's like a consciousness scene. So like, yeah. if you're not consciously seeing them, you're not gonna visually see it.
0: You're just not gonna visually yeah. see the. People. No, that's I, I agree a hundred percent. That's that's literally how I feel. I feel like it's 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 about like like I said, I feel like things are getting better. And and as you heal yourself and you detox and you and, and you clear your mind and you you start looking at the world for what it is and you and like like you. Unplug from all the propaganda. I feel like things are actually getting a lot better, and people are panicky and, and they're they're fear mongering and saying, "Oh my God, this is getting worse." But I think things are. That's getting that's the
1: lower density people. They're they're freaking yeah. out because that's all all they're seeing is the death and destruction.
0: Even people with a lot of followers, and it bothers me because that's why it's are a density like, thing. Like, it's not it's not like it a gets, health
1: thing. It, it, you know, yeah, it's it's an awareness it thing bad. and awareness.
0: It's how they get views. Yeah. So, yeah. so people want to like share like low density stuff because it gets a lot of traction and views. But you're just feeding into that. So yeah. it, it's it's like I, I I do feel like like the whole thing about like oh you're gonna own nothing and be happy. I think you saw my video how I shared like owning nothing and being happy is like you you technically don't want to own anything. Right, like if you have if you don't- if you don't own anything, you can't get taxed, right? And it's kind of like I know, I know, I
1: look at it. I am so happy you said that because because a lot of people don't know the second thing that Charles Schwab said, or no, that this was uh, who said that? Was that Schwab? That said think, that? Yeah, it was Schwab. It was Schwab, right? He oh, said he also yeah. said, um, the key to success is to own nothing but control everything. Yeah, and so it's like one one is for the people that to hook them into the duality of owning nothing. Uh, but yeah, there's a w- whole different way to look at it.
0: Yeah. So like it's, that-
1: it's like, as we become healthier, you become more aware and then you can start to look at, uh, different facets of facts. You know, there's, there's yeah. universal truths. Those, those are the facts like law of density, law of conservation, law of reciprocity. You have a lot of laws, They're laws, because it's common sense. You can practice them. Um, yeah. and then. Yeah, uh, and just becoming aware of them enough so that you can start to, you know, be in that space. Um, but yeah, um, let's 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 keep talking here. This is great stuff. What would I'm you say?
0: The niacin, by the way.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, ni- Let's talk
0: about that for a second.
1: Niacin. <laughs> so niacin is like a, is a B12 supplement, right?
0: It's B3. It's vitamin B3.
1: B3, right, right, right. yeah. It's a and B There's B two supplement. kinds. Um,
0: there's niacinamide and there's and there's nicotinic acid.
1: So, so yeah. we, when I take niacin, I have the niacin flush. And um, yes. Ashley always, uh, my, my partner, she always tells me, like, eat something before you take it because it'll feel, you it won't feel good. And so, a few times I took it without eating and, and I'll get the red, red face and get, I feel like this burning sensation in my body. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the feeling. Yeah, it feels good. But how do you, what do you feel about that? How do you feel about niacin?
0: I think it's a good thing because it also indicates where blood flow is lacking. Mm. Because when I first started taking niacin, I would get patchy uh, red marks, like I, like I, like even on my face. Like I would be red some places and then like the other places won't be red, which indicates like your capillaries are not expanding and and letting blood flow through. So when I was actually taking niacin and getting that flush it shows an indication physically on your body, where you're lacking blood flow and where you are. not And then as the more I started taking niacin, cause I would take like a gram or two a day, I would take like four or 500 milligram tabs. And the more I started taking niacin, the more I started seeing those empty spots fill out. A- and then wow. my blood flow started correcting.
1: That's amazing. So you're saying that, um, that makes sense to me because every time I've done it, I feel like my skin, Looks better after it. It, it like yeah. feels and looks smoother, okay. or, or like
0: washing like, to like the surface of your skin.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I'll get, you know, sometimes I'll get if I eat sugar, I'll get like a little bit of a reaction right here, and then I'll take niacin. Yeah. And literally the next day, it's gone completely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's because yeah, I, mean, I think I think it's like important in general. Like we've been talking a lot about supplements here and like what to take. uh, If you're not testing, you're guessing. Okay. Yeah, uh, all these things that we're talking about, we te- like we uh, we're taking it because we did the test. We tested ourselves yeah. and saw what the deficiency was. Uh, maybe you're not deficient in it, and you take it, and it does a you know creates a symptom because you got too much of it. So just be aware. Just do the testing first. <laughs> and This yeah, is not exactly. medical <laughs> advice. Not, not
0: medical <laughs> advice. I'm <laughs> medical
1: that. advice. Um. All right, so um, just to keep it talking here. What would you say are some biohacks that you do for yourself like what what do you say that you do to support your body?
0: um I fortify my food Is it, it's lagging What do you mean by I that fortified your food I, so it sounds crazy, but i and, and I said this um, to somebody else who was asking me that, but i I, do, I like for example, if I were to eat let's say white rice, white rice has no nutrients in it at all, but let's say sometimes you know it's easy it's e b carbon molecules, carbohydrates. So if I were to eat white rice, I would salt the water with, you know, like unrefined sea salt. I'll put potassium chloride, which is potassium salt, and then sometimes magnesium chloride, which is magnesium salt. So and then I'll add silica too, right? So instead of just doing rice and water and then cooking it, I would put all this salt in the water, stir it. So obviously all the salts, they break apart in the water and the ions actually get absorbed in the rice. And then my rice is actually nutritious, Mm -hmm. right? Or I do that with mashed potatoes too. Like if I were to make potatoes, I'll oven bake it. And even if my potatoes are said to have potassium, I don't trust man, right? So even if the label says 620 milligrams of potassium per serving, I don't trust that. So I actually put potassium in my mashed potatoes and then I mash it and then bam. Because the thing is, is by with the actual salt, it's like you go full circle, you, you go from supplements are good for you, you should get all your nutrients from food, and then you realize our food is depleted, supplements are good for you. So, so what I did is I, I <laughs> fortified, <laughs> I fortified a... my food in the sense of knowing that if I get potassium salt, I can send it off to a lab and test it to verify that it is actually that amount of potassium. Right now, if I just put faith in a food source and they say this is what the food has, I don't know that for myself. Right. But if I were to fortify my food, I know that I'm putting potassium in my food or salt in my sodium or magnesium or whatever it is. So that's basically like one of those things that I've been doing. And I've gotten really good results from it, like like just fortifying my, my rice. It's game changer because rice is something that is very easy for me to eat. And I can get a lot of my nutrients like that instead of putting it in water and drinking it, which can cause an upset stomach if you do that too much. So, oh, that's good to know. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I just, yeah, yeah it's, no, it's that's a great idea.
1: That. That's a genius idea. I never even thought about doing yeah. that. Um, I, you know, I, I add salt to my water. I, I use distilled water when I cook, and now I just I can yeah. I know what I'm putting in and I know what it has. Um, but I didn't think about adding like magnesium silica. Um, do you add borax to it as well?
0: Um no because I I take I take it like as a supplement and also my mm. product um once I restock I'll, I'll send you one, um but oh yeah but, yeah it sold out it sold out way too fast <laughs> I was I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, have, I was like I have some bottles that I want to send to some friends and then it's like you know and then it's like oh shit I sold out yeah literally before I <laughs> like set them aside so but um but yeah <laughs> no I don't I don't you can you can because it's sodium and then it's borate so it would just the ions would separate and in the water it, would, it, it I don't know if I don't know if the rice would taste good though.
1: Yeah, so probably. That, that's probably the say. Thing.
0: Yeah, so yeah, because yeah, borax does not taste good at all. It's very alkaline. Uh, is
1: it's it? Able, is it like potassium. potassium? I was gonna say potassium. <laughs> it tastes like like sweaty socks, <laughs> or maybe <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say it tastes like sweaty socks, but like seawater. It was like dipped in seawater. Yeah. And then
0: they, <laughs> yeah, potassium does not taste that good. So what I do is I do like a I do um. I do like two to one potassium, like like actually like for example, yesterday I made rice and I did like three cups of jasmine rice and I did like two teaspoons of potassium salt and then one teaspoon of regular salt. And then like I mixed it with like an avocado and stuff. So like the taste didn't, mm. it didn't really taste that bad, but yeah, generally yeah. potassium salt, it has like a weird, it doesn't taste bad, but it doesn't taste good. It has like a weird bland electric taste to it. I don't know how to explain it.
1: Yeah. 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 You, you know, I know what from- I mean? I took it the other You know, man it's amazing how it works cuz I we were I was at my friend's house we were outside uh, I'm here in in uh, Phoenix it's a little cold now well a little cold it's like 45 50 degrees but oh, wow. I wasn't cold I had my jacket on I was not cold but I was shivering And I'm like why am I shivering yeah. right now and I had I had just eaten so I was really confused and then and then my friend was like oh just take this cup of potassium salt uh and I drank it <laughs> And within 30 seconds of drinking it, like my body just calmed down and stopped shivering. It just warmed up.
0: Yeah. That's probably why because potassium, it shifts the electrolyte balance and it pulls fluid into your muscles. So then your muscles – so like if you have more potassium than you have salt, your your fluid balance goes from like all your water retention goes into your muscles. And then your muscles (sighs) get warm because it holds more blood. So that's, that's probably why. So even though it wasn't yeah. necessarily cold outside, your fluid balance is probably off. And then once you took potassium, you got warm from your own muscles.
1: It was amazing. Oh and my gosh. Uh, that, that so, ma- yeah. You know, it's funny because like once once you really get in tune with the body and you really start to do those practices, you can test it out and you can feel like, oh, that definitely is what yeah. it is. That made the impact because I wasn't doing anything else. Um, yeah, man, it's nuts. All right, so now let's talk about crypto here. I want to get your pick your brain a little bit about crypto. Um so I believe this last couple of year or this really this last year really shifted a lot of things in the crypto space where people are now becoming a little bit more aware of decent, like what decentralization is versus centralization. Um and now we're in this little bit of a bull run right now. Uh all the new people that came in the last couple of years are like, this is it. We're going, we're in it. And I've, I've been through, this is my third one, my third run. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't this, think so. Bear uh, market <laughs> rally. <laughs> so what's what's your perspective right now with everything that's happening? I, I, Bitcoin's at 43,000 43, today.
0: I think, I, I personally think that this is, I think this is like the, the second to last, because honestly, by 2030, I do believe we're going to have a $1 million Bitcoin. No doubt. I know for a fact by 2030, because that's, you know, the whole, that's from my perspective of knowing about, you know, rabbit holes and stuff by 2030, Mm -hmm. we're going to be digital like completely. But um, I think right now we're not in a bull run. I think we're in a a giant bear market rally because if you actually zoom out and you look at the macro levels, like everyone's looking at the chart from like 2021 and on, and then they're like bull Mm run, but they're not looking, they're not zooming all the way out. Were from like 2013, 2014, where you have some trend lines that are pointing like you have lows from 2013 and 2014 pointing at like a nine K bottom in, yeah. in, in 2020 easily. Right. And in, yeah. Yeah. you have the tops of the 2021 tops pointing at, you know, a nine K bottom, like when you actually zoom out of the big picture. And I feel like right now that everyone's getting woken up and everyone's learning about, you know, financial stability and, and, and becoming financially free. It's it's one of those things where it's kind of like a trap also because people are just starting to wake up to I want to invest in crypto, but then they're waking up in this bear market rally and they might FOMO into this green candle going up and then bam rug pull. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then and then like after the rug pull, they're kind of like, oh, this is a scam, and they drop it. So I feel like it's important that now people start learning about crypto and in the decentralized space, but they don't let emotions take over and let them FOMO into stuff and listening to you know most of the YouTubers because if you go on YouTube, everyone is like, "This is the bull run, this is it, we're going to 200K," and it's like, I don't know about that. You know, and I've heard people well, say like, "Oh, the institutions they're gonna have to buy higher," and it's like, come on, dude, like that's they're not never they're
1: gonna not- happen, bro. <laughs> 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 They've already bought.
0: Like we're not in control of the price; they are. So they're
1: going to take um,
0: it down lower.
1: Yeah, what's what's the one thing that you say you saw that you're you're like this is different? You know, we're still going to get a pullback. Like, what 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 would you say that you saw that is different than what everybody else is
0: seeing? Um, we're we're basically going up on declining volume, which shows mm. that that's, that's never a good sign. So, and then and then at the same time, if you look at the the overall liquidity of the market, it's going down. Yeah. So liquidity is going down, volume's going down, but the price is going up. And yeah. that's usually never a good sign. That's market manipulation. And then that's also retail investors piling in. You know, they're pushing the price up with lower volume, which means all the institutions are sitting out. And they're probably going to sell that green candle once it hits a certain point. So that's just something that I learned. and And then that's also, you know, zooming all the way out, seeing the bigger picture. Like I always say, like, with everything else that I've learned in conspiracy stuff. If you zoom all the way out and look at the chart from 20, like two, well, when did it come out? Like 2009 Bitcoin came out in 2009, right? I think it was like, right uh, after. Yeah, it wasn't listed
1: though. I think it started trading it. It was probably even 2010 end of 2009. Yeah. Something
0: like that. If you look at the chart from 2010 all the way till now, and people actually did like TA on that chart, zoomed all the way out, instead of looking at 2021 and on, like you would get a totally different, you know, perspective on how things are going to go. And and same with everything going on. Like right now, we have an energy crisis, we're in war, we have recession coming, we have all these different things that can easily cause a black swan event where everything just comes crashing down and then bam, everyone gives up on crypto, it's a scam. And then only the smart ones buy at the bottom. And I think that's how it's going to play out.
1: Now here's my question to you. Okay, so here's my okay. Here's a second question. What is your opinion on the current on the U.S. dollar? Like, what do you think is is coming for the U.S. dollar? Because so far, we so in 2020 there was a 35 percent increase in the national debt. They printed six trillion dollars overnight. In July, they raised the debt ceiling indefinite, like to any amount, basically for the next two years, so they can print as much money as they want. They've been printing an average of half a, half a trillion to $1 trillion a month right now in the last you know five, six months. Please. So what's, what's, your, what's your opinion first on the U.S. dollar? And, okay, well, answer that question first. What's your opinion on the U.S. dollar?
0: I think, I th- I think right now, like just holding cash, just, to, just for the sake of holding cash, I think cash is trash right now. I think unless you're, here's the thing. It obviously I know like inflation is occurring and I know that the value of the dollar is just straight going like it's literally like plummeting so fast. The only thing is that I'm not I'm also not gonna say put your money in crypto and like risk assets because they, they're also manipulating that too. So me personally, because I I feel like in 2030 everyone's gonna be buying stuff with USDT. You know, history repeats. I feel like I feel like USDT is the Fed on crypto. They print infinite USDT, right? So I feel like What's going to happen is in 2030, people that's are going to start- That's an interesting
1: start- perspective. Wait, wait, wait. That's an interesting perspective because I recently shifted my perspective on that as well. Because like, they're talking about CBDCs. No, we're going to push CBDCs. And everybody's like, no, we're going to stop it. We're going to stop it. And like, they've already been doing it for 10 years <laughs> with USDT. Yeah. That's what I put. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think I I actually think, you know how people are like, oh, USDT, it's going to depeg," and yada yada. I think history just keeps repeating. And I think that USDT is the new Fed. And I think that in 2030, what's going to happen is all of our money is going to shift to like USDT or USDC. And then Mm -hmm. because they also have Euro Tether, they have Euro Tether, Mm -hmm. they have Yen Tether, they have all these different, they have all these digital currencies for different countries. So I think what's going to happen is our dollar is going to go to trash. It's not going to be worth anything. And then they're going to somehow make everyone shift into using USDT. And then people like us... I'm holding USDT so I could put it into assets that are on the bottom, but I'm not right. holding like actual cash. You know right, what I mean? Right. So I think, I think, I think that's just, it's one of those things where our dollars go into shit. And then in reality, it's better to hold the digital dollar, even though we already have digital dollars, but I'm just would, holding my So money. would you
1: say, yeah. would you say that, like, why are we still pricing things in dollars then? Like, why is everybody still focused on the dollar price of Bitcoin? If, if you, if you think that it's going to go to shit anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we why are we equating the value of Bitcoin on something that is imploding in a
0: lot of ways? You know that's a, that's a really good question. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> it's like it's I'm like, just like, I'm just like asking day. Day. because, well, because but like unless, you know,
0: inflation occurs, and then next thing you know, we're buying thirty dollar water bottles in like ten years.
1: That's what I'm saying. You know though, what's like, crazy? You know what's an we're interesting
0: intern. perspective. Yeah, and, and an interesting perspective is that I also used to play video games growing up and I've played a lot of games that were quote unquote in the future and a lot of the the currencies traded in the games that they, they would call it credits right in the games yeah, it's like never'll the be like like I, played, like, I played, like I played like a bunch of futuristic games like Deuce X um that was like in 2050 like it was literally like the time frames uh, it's like 30 40 years from now and a lot of the prices of stuff in the games like whenever you buy stuff like in those RPG games it was like 2000 credits for like a food item or like 3000 credits for like, I don't know, like a, a a bottle of medicine or something like that. So maybe that's like predictive programming where like in the future we start seeing like a $1,000 bottle, a box of cereal or something like that. And then it just like our perspective of pricing changes because well, didn't that's often, what I'm saying. Like if, go ahead. Didn't it used to be like 25 cents? coffee like many years ago yeah like a cup of coffee was like 25 cents in like the 50s and then now starbucks is like 350
1: i mean i I remember uh early 2000s buying a cup of coffee for 75 cents maybe 50 cents yeah and then
0: now it's like almost four bucks yeah yeah so maybe it's like that but maybe it's gonna just happen on a on a a bigger scale you know what i mean like the, the value of the dollar goes so down that the price of everything just goes so up
1: well, I see, I asked this question because, um, you know, when we start to, it, this is something I, I teach for my students in my, in my community, in my academy, it's, it's really all about, uh, it's two things. It's, it's what we identify with and where our self-worth lies. So if our self-worth is inside our bodies and we identify with the physical body, everything outside of us just becomes a tool It becomes just like something we can manipulate and play with. When we yeah. externalize our worth and or identify with the system or identify with like a legal digital version of ourselves that's not this, then yes, then we'll look we have to look at something to determine value. We have to see something to determine value, and what we all agree on is the dollar so i'm yeah. I'm now questioning people when we talk about crypto. I'm like, why are we still you know uh, why are we still giving value to this thing with the dollar when we see that this system is imploding and they're, and they're scrambling right now trying to keep it alive. So it's almost like we have to like practice looking at things differently and like what, what is worth? What is value? Who determines that?
0: It's like monopoly money at this point.
1: Uh, It's 90. So, you know, um, there was a a Proctor, um, Proctor, uh, uh, Proctor Gamble. I think it's his name. No, wait, what's his name? Proctor and Gamble. Uh, It's Proctor Gamble, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. He did a video, maybe 95, 96, something like that. Uh, it, was a present- it, was a, it was a show on TV and he was talking about the Fed and how it works. And he said, oh, right now, you know, when you deposit $100, $90 gets uh, – that, that you deposit $90. They only have to keep 10% there. $90 gets um, fractionalized and gets loaned out again. Yeah. Today, it's zero. They don't need to keep anything in the bank. It's not 10% anymore. It's zero. And the amount, so the amount of money that they're fractionalizing is a hundred percent. So it's it's not. Things have changed dramatically. So that means that the dollar that we're using today is is worth ninety nine percent or more or less than what what it was originally. It's not ninety percent anymore. It's like way less.
0: Yeah, even even when you go into banks now, they don't have like security guards or anything.
1: There's no bankers in there. There's no and, and money. There's nothing they in there.
0: Seem, they seem empty too. Like the banks, just like when you go in, like back in the day, banks were like cool to go in. Like, like you know what I mean? Like it was like <laughs> old school banks. They were like, you could tell there's money in that bank. Or if there's no money, there's at least gold. There's something. Right. Whereas like now you go into a bank, it's like an empty building and just like people sitting at desks.
1: Dude, I remember and, I, when I was a kid, my dad took me to a bank and uh, they had the vault open. And I was like looking at it. I was like probably 10 years old. And and uh, the the person there was like, you want to go see inside the vault? And I'm like, Yeah. And I walked in there. It was like gold bars and and uh, uh, yeah. uh, mountains of cash. And I'm like, wow, this is real. But yeah, now it's like everything's digital. Now it's like right. only a
0: piece of paper. It's like a piece of paper inside of a locker or something. <laughs> like that's the bank.
1: <laughs> it's a treasure.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a treasure. it's like a promissory note of something. Like this bank owns whatever. <laughs> Enough.
1: Um
0: but yeah, I feel like I feel like cash the value of cash is just straight up I it's just we're giving it belief. We're just holding it up with our belief.
1: So what would you recommend for everyone that has money in the bank or you know they have wealth that they're trying to protect or they're trying to create even maybe true generational wealth? You know, what does that look like? Um well, what's your suggestion usually?
0: I mean, I wouldn't not financial advice, but I would probably just say educate yourself on on various different um financial markets whether it be like real estate or stocks or crypto or whatever it is me personally i truthfully like am like 95 percent sure that everything's going to go to crypto they're even tokenizing stocks so mm-hmm. if they're tokenizing stocks to be used commodities on too
1: gold silver yeah, so and you could
0: buy gold on coinbase or not on coinbase um there's another exchange that trades like Bitcoin and Ethereum and stuff. And you can buy gold there. You can even um, buy platinum.
1: I think I know you're talking. You can buy what?
0: Yeah. So it's, you could buy platinum and gold and, and silver and stuff like yeah. that. So so like the fact that you can buy those commodities, it, it's crazy. And I feel like just if people want generational wealth, they should educate themselves on the coming system because right now it's kind of like if we were to... It, The time we're living in right now is kind of like if we were in like the 90s or something and they're kind of like, okay, there's an Amazon IPO coming out or something like that. And then, you know, we could buy Amazon at like a penny. Uh, You know what I'm saying? So right now, instead of everyone thinking that things are getting worse, they should educate themselves because they can make a decision that will change generations upon generations in terms of finances.
1: For sure. Um, okay. A few, I want to do like two just rapid questions here. Um, what is, what, what is your belief about death? Like after you die, I know you said that you mentioned a little bit in the beginning that you're not afraid of death. So what, what is there for you?
0: I think this, this sounds very redundant and crazy, but I I think that everything is one and, and like, I'm another version of you and you're another version of me. And I feel like when you die, you wake up in somebody else's body. Like ever heard of the, like, egg, the
1: egg theory? Like, Sorry, keep going with your perspective. I, I, think,
0: okay. I think it's <laughs> the egg theory. Like I think, I, think, I think some people think that we die and then we go to like a different dimension. Like yeah, I, I can kind of – I'm like in the middle ground there because to me I feel like it doesn't make sense that we die and go somewhere else and we still live as our ego. I think the whole idea is we're supposed to enlighten like in this body, in this avatar, Chris, I am supposed to awaken to the truth. And then once I, and, and spread my truth to people so they can find the power within themselves too. And then once I die, they probably put me in somebody with lower vibration because that's my innate thing. And I'm supposed to wake that person up. And then mm, that's after they wake that person yeah. up, you die and they put you in somebody else again. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, think of it from a physics standpoint, right? Like if there's there's two two cups of water and this one doesn't have a lot of water and this one's connected to this one, you know, you have one that's filled and then you have one that's empty. If you connect them together, this water flows into this one, right? Right. So I feel like all that energy and electricity that let's say an enlightened individual has, once you die, all that energy flows into, let's say a less fortunate family. Let's say you're born as a different kid that comes from a low vibrational family and you're called to change that generational curse. And I think that's how it is.
1: Wow. So yeah, I, I never thought about it like that. I can
0: be totally wrong. Well, no, totally you, your can, perspective like is awesome because
1: you see... Too. Say that again?
0: I think of it like a scientific standpoint too. Like like as above, so below, as within, so without. So like if that's how nature works, where like things of high pressure flow into low pressure, things of high high volume flow into low volume. Mm-hmm. Like same in crypto, like how money flows, like like high market cap flows into small cap coins. Why isn't it the same with energy? Like you would think that like vibrational beings, high vibrational beings, you die, and then your energy flows into let's say, not necessarily a, a, a low vibrational uh person, but let's say you're born of a low vibrational person, but that energy is instilled within that low vibrational child that is born, and then you change it. You change the it's whole thing. It's, fre- it's a
1: frequency, right? You match the frequency that you die with yeah. with the next one that matches that frequency to flow into. So it's like automatic.
0: Yeah, I, that's what I think because if you think yeah. about it all great people come from some sort of back like like generational curse background. Right. Like all all individuals who have overcome great things, they they have something within their family or 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 like extended family or whatever it is or generations before them like they have come from something that has not been good. You know what I mean? For 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 lack of a better word. So mm. I feel like that's generally how it works. Usually, all great people come from negatives and adversity. So, I think yeah, a hard. Like from a what is a? Standpoint. Yeah, there's a cycle, right?
1: Hard, hard, uh, hard times make. No wait. Uh, hard yeah. times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. And it's like this: yeah. uh, what a 150 year cycle or something, whatever that is. But yeah. yeah it's like uh, it's an energy thing. I mean you're, you're you're and it's one will create the next reality which will, cre- will create the necessity for a type of person that w- I hope we're breaking that cycle now. I'm so tired. I, I know. I've, I, looking at history yeah. it's like wow, why are we why do we keep doing this? But yeah, like um, the
0: egg theory, I feel like every I feel like you're forced to live every single right, life right. until everyone gets it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and you're just you're just mir- we're I- mirrors to each other. Like I am you, you are, you are me and we're all just, we're, we're, we're living the universe so that you can grow, grow the spirit, right? Grow the soul. Um, another quick question here with everything you've researched. So with everything that's happened, everything that's happening with, with, with the narratives, um, I feel like things are shifting again to, uh, lockdowns being more connected to climate change. Now that's a whole different conversation. But what is your perspective? What do you believe is going to be happening moving forward with everything you've you've connected dots with?
0: Okay, so personally, I haven't really been tuned into. uh, Truthfully, I haven't been tuned into a lot of the stuff, so I don't even know what the hell is going on. (laughs) So (laughs) probably a good thing, honestly. I mean, yeah, I don't even know what they're saying on the news or whatever. But I feel like here's what I think. I think in 2024, they're, they're they're we're probably obviously gonna. Um, I think that's going to be our last president before 2030. They, they make it seem like, oh my god, one world government. So, um, there's a book uh, called by Ingersoll Lockwood called The Last President. Mm-hmm. And the last president's name was Trump. So, mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen is... You're
1: talking about the one with um uh, that was written in like the late 1800s or something? Like an yeah. old book? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, I could be wrong. Either it's 2024 or 2028... I think Trump is going to be the last president before we go into like a one world government. And then all the external people who are living like like physical external reality, they're going to be like, we live in a dystopian nightmare. When in reality, people like you and I, we understand that it's the same. It's just now like in our face. And, and you know, we're kind of like still living the same reality. But because we, we understand that everything is like a one world government. We understand that CBDCs are, have already been here, digital currencies, all this other stuff. And that we're not going to own anything because we don't own anything. So I feel like in the next, either in 2024 or 2028, I don't, I don't know, I don't, maybe 2024. I think maybe, I think Trump's going to. This is actually president. really. This is so nuts. We're going to so have I've, the craziest I've, bull market, and then we're just going to. Everyone's going to fall back asleep because Trump's going to be I the I think president. that's going to be the
1: Swan event. The Swan event is going to be yeah. um, no election.
0: I've, I've, so I've, I've asked this question yes. to a
1: few people. I've asked this question to a few people that are really connected and in, uh, you know, David Nino Rodriguez, David Rodriguez, mm, That name sounds familiar. He's, he's like on Instagram, on YouTube. He's got maybe half a million followers in total. Uh, he used to be oh, a boxer and then he started speaking out about it. I interviewed him about this, uh, maybe two or three weeks ago, but he said, um, he really doesn't believe that there's going to be an election. And I, I, like I said, I've asked a few a different fool, people,
0: boy. huh? Was it because of war? Because I, I I heard something about that that they might they might cancel the twenty twenty four election war? because of war, or like not a civil, civil war? war, but because there's a law apparently that you can't run an election during like a like a war like time. A, I think so, something like that. But that's also what I heard too. That that would be devastating to the market. That could be. That's the what black I'm saying. So if they like, don't, if there is,
1: is no election, people. yeah, if there's no election. And because they're going to go on the premise that the 2020 election was stolen. And so if there was, if, yeah. if there's no election, that means that Trump has been president this whole time, this whole time. And so he essentially was the last president. It wasn't Biden. Yeah. And so if 2020 doesn't happen, um, yeah, man, I, I it's funny. That's a, I'm so happy you said that that's a reaffirming to me. It feels really good. Yeah.
0: Because I, I, <laughs> I'm ready I, think, for it. I think that's the black, I think that's going to be the black swan event. Nobody's going to see that coming. Mm-hmm. And and, mm-hmm. and that that'll crash the markets like crazy, mm-hmm. like because everyone right now they're like, oh, Trump just needs to be president, and bam, bull run. And like, I feel like what if that's if that's the case, then maybe what will happen is we get our our election like in twenty twenty six or something. I don't know. Who knows? maybe? Yeah,
1: like a different type of government. Like maybe they'll introduce something different. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm just excited to be living right now. Like imagine this is such an exciting time where it's people
0: think it's people think that these times suck. It's you're witnessing It's kind of like like transitioning from like, I don't know if this is the right sequence, but like from the Iron Age to the Gold Age or something like that. You're like living right in the middle of like one age shifting to the other. So how is that not cool? I think that's really cool to witness. And people are like, oh, this time sucks. It sucks to be alive now. It's like, dude, shut up. Like, it's actually cool. You're witnessing. 10 years ago, we didn't even have social media. Instagram came out when I was, a high school in, in, when I was in high school as a senior. We didn't have Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
1: I remember happened, Facebook. so quick. I remember I was in college when Facebook came out. And uh, I remember it came out and it, and it was only like a list of like 10 universities I could use it. And we're like, yeah. when is my university going to get in there? And then it started being added. And they're like, oh, I can, I can go into Facebook now yeah man this was so recent and we just like man the, it's just the compounding, like overnight the, the compounding it's of like experience it's like growth. it's like as we experience this stuff uh uh you experience it again and it just compounds on the previous experience and it's just like because of the algorithm it just builds on itself and here we are it feels like it's been a hundred years that we've been playing with it yeah man, this was such a great conversation, Chris. I really appreciate you. Thank you for making the time again to do this. Uh, this was a, a little longer than the last one, but it was such a good, yeah, good. conversation. So good. Uh, so last thing I want to ask you, or I want you to give out here for the people listening is imagine you're standing in front of millions of people. You have two minutes, a couple minutes to say something and leave them with something. Uh, what would you say?
0: I mean, I would say you're accountable for every little thing that happens and doesn't happen to you. So every little thing that happens to you is your fault, whether it's good or bad. And once you realize that, it it makes it a lot easier to change your life. Like, for example, like I said, the whole thing about what happened to me and, and going in the hospital, that was all my fault. And I could say, oh, things just happen. But once you realize that every good and bad thing that's happened to you is all your 100 accountability and responsibility then it makes it a lot easier to change your life on whatever it is whether it's physical mental spiritual financial whatever it is so own up to 100 of everything that happens to you and your life will change
1: own your shit
0: exactly. <laughs> stop stop projecting and, and yeah, your don't, shit don't be a yeah you yeah. can't be a victim to life because they, everything is all about victimizing yourself
1: And that's the choice. I'm so glad you said that. You either become the victim or you become the conqueror of your life. Yeah. There's your choice, you know, conquer or victimize yourself. Good stuff, man. This was such a great conversation. Uh, Thank you so much again for um, doing this. Is there something that you want to leave everyone or a a piece of advice or you want to plug something here at the end? It's all up to you.
0: Um. Not really. I mean, I, if you want to check out my page, my page is Chris underscore Geraldo, C-H-R-I-S underscore Giraldo, G-I-R-A-L-D-O. Um, and I pretty much post everything. I post content about everything. It could be fitness, conspiracy sometimes. I try to stay away from traditional conspiracy because I don't want to feed into the lower negative vibration. But um, Traditional you know, conspiracy. That's the first crypto. time I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> traditional conspiracy. But I also post about crypto and things like that. So <laughs> It's pretty much everything. I mean, if if, if they like your content, them they'll they'll like my content too. Yes. So follow Chris. We're both in the same page and you got and we you both got such good.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I, just, I think there's yeah, like no, a little no, bit, no. bit of a break here, but yeah, follow Chris. Yeah. He's got so much good stuff. Um, he posts on his stories not so often, but when he does, it's good, <laughs> and yeah. I appreciate
0: it so much. I feel like I do um, that on purpose too
1: yeah yeah it's the quality it, over it, quantity
0: it like resets the algorithm it resets the algorithm you know because a lot of people sometimes say i they don't see my stuff and then i take some time off and then when i post it's like bam like all my followers see my stuff and then it just you know i get a lot of views so i, I, I tend to do that sometimes because if you post nonstop all the time it kind of i feel like it's kind of like being a business and you're selling your stuff 24 7 i feel like you mm-hmm. devalue the 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 value i feel like you devalue your content by posting way too much
1: Mm-hmm. So I try mm-hmm.
0: to like you know take a step back and then you know educate myself about some stuff and then bam come out with some new content.
1: Dude, I I need to follow in those footsteps because uh, for a while I was doing qual- quantity
0: and I was trying to like oh
1: I can do quantity and quality. It's like no man you got to choose one. You, you got to go yeah. if, if, if you want to go uh, fast go alone. If you want to do it in a in, yeah. a, in a group and a team that you know brings quality, you got to slow it down and be and really be focused on the 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 point. Um, yeah, good stuff, Chris. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you. Appreciate your time. And, uh, like I, like he said, if you guys want to follow him at Chris underscore Geraldo on Instagram, love you, brother. Thank you so much. And, uh, everyone watching and listening, always remember gamify your abundance. Love you guys. Yes, sir.